Did you know once you pass a certain threshold of working hours, your sleep starts to become impaired? You're more likely to feel depressed and stressed, and you can even have a harder time communicating, collaborating, and getting things done. It's true, and that is why today's topic is a hot one. In fact, this is the topic I'm asked to speak on most often whenever I'm interviewed on podcasts and even when I speak from stage. Drumroll, please. dun da 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 We're going to talk about how work-life balance is a lie because you deserve to know the truth. And I'll show you how to actually define, create, and cultivate true balance in your life without giving up your phone or social media or going on a month-long Zen retreat or becoming a hermit and living on the side of a mountain. All right, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Effortless Life Podcast. It's your host, Courtney Elmer, and here I am talking about balance today, right? Such a hot topic. And, you know, part of my work in the world is dedicated to helping busy, high achievers like you learn how to have a bigger impact without the overwhelm and the overwork so you can achieve more and do less and quit sacrificing your lifestyle now or the people you love, including you. And you guys know that when I say effortless, not only do I mean easy and effortlessly, but I mean literally creating a life that doesn't depend on your hard work or effort, which is why I'm so pumped about today's episode, because work-life balance is a topic that is not only super prevalent in our culture right now, but it's one that there's a lot of misconception around and a lot of false information. Everyone is looking for ways to find more balance in their life. However, I think for a lot of people, they say they want more balance, but under the surface, they're afraid that it'll mean giving up things they actually love, like their phones or working and serving clients, which brings them fulfillment. And I think what people really want is just a little more breathing room in their day without the constant pressure of their to-do list begging for their attention, right? Yeah, I mean, let's face it, us high achievers love to get things done. Many of us actually love what we do. I know I do. And sometimes it's easy to sacrifice our personal time. We're willing to do it. And we're willing to sacrifice our own balance for the sake of doing more work because we love it. And today I'm going to tell it to you straight. We're going to talk about the three myths about balance that make it so tricky to find. You'll learn why it's actually a waste of your energy to chase after it. And I'll show you what to do instead to actually create and cultivate true balance in your life and more breathing room in your day without sacrificing your productivity. And no, it has nothing to do with time blocking your calendar or staying off technology or any of the other weird things you hear people throw out there as solutions to why our culture is so unbalanced. Because let's be honest here. How many times have you ever felt like, oh, if I could just find the perfect balance, then I'd be happy or then I'd be more successful or heck, then I could breathe. Me too. In fact, I think we'd be hard-pressed to find someone who has found this perfect balance between their work and their family and their personal life and their relationships and all the other things we juggle day to day. I mean, maybe if you're a monk living in total bliss on the side of a mountain somewhere without the demands of the world knocking at your door every day, that could be possible. But I think for most of us, living in this fast-paced, high-tech world with a bajillion things vying for your attention every minute, 
finding balance kind of feels like taking one step forward and a couple steps back. We try to practice more self-care, but then the kids get sick and that plan goes out the window. Or we try to get up a few minutes early to have some peace and quiet to ourselves, but when that alarm goes off, you decide those few minutes of sleep are more critical to actually making it through the day, so you hit snooze. We try to plan time away from our work, but the problem is we're always thinking about work, so it's like it never really leaves you, even when you try. Can you relate? I know I can, because one day it hit me. Well, maybe if I actually knew what balance looked like, then I could find more of it. But what did balance actually look like? Turns out I had no idea. And if you asked me about balance in real life a few years ago, I'd have probably looked at you like a deer in the headlights. I wouldn't have recognized balance if it smacked me in the face. And that was before I was diagnosed with cancer in my mid-20s, which is what taught me that life is too short to spend it stressed and overwhelmed and burnt out. That was before I realized that the success I had as a result of my workaholism cost me big time in other areas of my life, my health, my family, my relationships. And sitting here today, I am happy that I have a different story to tell you. But I have to be honest, if you're looking for more balance in your life, you won't find it. It's not because you haven't been trying. Goodness knows that you have. After all, to be successful means to have it all and have balance too, right? Nope. It's all a lie. And Today, you're going to learn the truth. But before we can get into the three surprising myths about balance, specifically what balance actually is, why it's so hard to find, let's take a look at why living without balance is a total drain on your time, your energy, and your resources, and how it affects you and everyone around you. Because when we lose work-life balance, everyone suffers the consequences. In a recent study of 185 million working hours, it was discovered that once we pass a certain threshold of hours worked, your sleep worsens. You start to feel depressed, stressed, anxious. It becomes way harder to communicate, to get things done. All of these things that are critical to our job health and our personal well-being. Plus, it is no secret that with our hyperconnected world, we spend longer time on our devices, which translates to less time for productive work. So to make up for it, we end up working earlier or later and even on the weekends. According to one survey, 33% of salaried workers say they do work on the weekend. 74% of work is done during normal hours. In other words, we take more than a quarter of our work home with us. And if you're an entrepreneur, well, for many of us, there's barely ever a time where we truly turn off. And while it can feel good to be available for your clients or for your boss, that availability can easily morph into a 24-7, 365 mindset of being ready and willing to respond to every request, no matter what time of day or night it is. Another new survey shows just how many issues that this always-on mindset can create. Often, there's no parameters set by employers on what they require from employees after hours, so the default can become an always-on lifestyle. And this presents a challenge and the potential for burnout. 60% of employees blame bad bosses for the most negative impact on work-life balance. 38% of employees have missed life events because of bad work-life balance. Yet what's crazy is that as painful as feeling out of balance and stressed out all the time actually is, very few people actually succeed at finding a better balance of their time and energy. So what happens? They keep doing the same old thing, hoping for a different result. 
And that is likely because they are buying into some of the major myths about balance that we need to bust right now before we go any further. Balance myth number one is this, that balance can be found. Now I get it. It's easy to blame balance or a lack thereof for your lack of results. It allows us to avoid taking that personal responsibility for why we don't have the results we want. We're not to blame. Lack of balance is to blame or lack of time is to blame. But here's the thing. Balance isn't something you find because it's not something that's lost. And that leads us to myth number two, which is that balance is out there somewhere. Balance is not something that exists. It's not tangible. It's not like this pen next to me or the chair that you're sitting on. Balance is a concept. When is the last time you tried to find a concept? How did that go? You can understand a concept, but you can't find it. So balance doesn't exist outside of you. It already exists inside of you. And myth number three is just the simple belief that balance exists. Our culture wants you to believe that it does. So it can keep selling you thing after thing. Wants you to believe that those things will give you a happy life so that it can profit on your glimmer of hope that if you just keep chasing after this elusive thing called balance, then one day it will magically appear. Our culture has tricked you into thinking that to have more, you have to do more or to have it all, you have to do it all. But have you ever noticed how like in the next breath, our culture also gives us this guilt trip to believing that we're somehow failing because everything in our life feels so out of balance? This balance trend has been forced on us. We feel inadequate. It leaves us searching, always hungry for more. It never satisfies because we're searching for something that doesn't exist in the first place, at least not in the way our culture defines it or would compel you to believe. Because has our culture actually defined what balance is or what it looks like? No, they just want us to be so busy looking for it, so focused looking for it that we can never find it. It's so sneaky, so subtle. And it's one of the top things that steals our attention. It is a killer distractor. It takes our minds off of what's important in the here and now. People saying, oh, I just wish I could be more present. Well, Webster's definition of balance is an equal distribution of two parts. That just seems kind of boring, right? This equal distribution. Like, I don't really think that that is what everyone is chasing after so feverishly. Here's the thing, guys. Balance doesn't exist because balance is a feeling. It's not a thing. And it's a feeling that's unique to you. What balance looks like for you will look totally different than it does for someone else. And that's okay. So it's time to realize that the only reason you feel so out of balance is because you've been so busy chasing after it. So busy that you've never stopped to define what it looks and feels like for you. Balance is what you define it to be. It's time to realize balance isn't defined by having the perfect children or having a perfect marriage or having a perfect Instagram feed. You define what it looks like for you because you are in control of how you want to feel. Bottom line. But most people totally miss this. Instead, they chase after someone else's version of balance or the culture's ideal of balance. And it's no wonder they can't find it. Now, I shared some startling statistics and What's crazy to me is that most of the solutions that people put forth in response to how to achieve balance or how to avoid burnout were to stop doing certain things. In fact, the researchers doing these studies even put forth these ideas on 
things to stop doing, right, in order to achieve more balance. Well, spend more time off your device or eliminate distractions or just stop multitasking. Stop doing things. But do you ever wonder why that's so hard? Do you notice how no one ever tells you what to do? It goes deeper. It's not just about what to stop doing. It's about what to start doing. It's about going to the root and examining your beliefs about balance and starting to recognize, are you searching for someone else's definition of balance? Are you seeking out your version of it? Out of balance is a feeling, just like stress and overwhelm. It's indicating something. You can react to it and keep doing what you're doing, or you can create a different thought, a new thought. Because at some point along the way, you simply decided unconsciously that your life was out of balance. And you've been operating based on that story ever since. Your mind has continued to find evidence of it everywhere around you. It's kind of like when you go to buy a new car, right? And all of a sudden, you start noticing that exact make and model and color all over the highway. It's like you never realized so many people drove this car, but now you're starting to think, gosh, this must be a pretty good decision, right? That's your mind finding external validation of the intention that you have set. So if you've decided that your life is out of balance, your mind is going to find that validation outside of you. So what I want to show you today is meant to empower you. Through a lot of ups and downs and trial and error and doing it the hard way for so long, I have figured out some secrets and shortcuts to creating and cultivating true balance. Now, first, you've got to examine your relationship with balance right now, the relationship you already have with balance. Is it something you might feel a little negative about because you haven't been able to find your balance? Is there a little bit of resistance there? Is there a little bit of defeat or discouragement there to even think about finding balance? Here's the thing, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So if you've been focused on not having balance in your life, of course you're going to find evidence of that. Because if your thoughts are like the dial and your life is a radio, your dial is tuned into that station. So we've got to shift that energy. And it starts with defining what balance looks like for you and what it will feel like for you when you find it. And I'm going to give you the four easy steps you need to do so. Because this will help you to actually define what balance means to you so you can create a new relationship with it and start cultivating more of it. This is powerful. This is literally one of my favorite tools. Okay, so we've established that across the board, people have issues with balance. One of the mistakes people make is thinking that balance has to do with better time management. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there are over 70,000 books on Amazon in the time management category, and people are still writing books about this topic. What that means is if we had found the end-all be-all solution, well, there would be no need for these books anymore. They'd all go out of print. In fact, I bet you've probably tried half a dozen or so time management systems, right? Different planners, different methods for time blocking, all of those time and productivity hacks. Yet here we are struggling to figure out the secret to managing our time better, hoping that if we do, we'll feel more balanced. So what I'm going to teach you, these four steps, this is not some time management strategy. I'm not going to give you some new efficient system for getting more done in half the time so that you don't have to bring work home with you anymore. And so you can find more time in your life to do things that are not work. We're going to go more deeper and more foundational here. We've got to get to the root of the issue. And this simple four-step process helps you get to the heart of what's really going on and to heal that wound, not just put a temporary time-blocking Band-Aid over it. Okay, so we've got to clarify and transform your relationship with balance. This has to happen so that you can finally experience having more. So I want you to grab a pen and set a timer for five minutes. 
Now, obviously, if you're driving, don't do this right now. Just carve out a few minutes today to make this happen. Start your timer, and I want you just to write down all the reasons you find it hard to feel balanced in your life right now. All those reasons, right? That balance has just been so hard for you to find. Just do a big brain dump here. Get it all out on paper. Next, you're going to notice what you wrote down. Now, if I had to guess, most of the things you wrote were probably external reasons, things you can't control. But there are two things that you can control. You choose how to think and you choose how to act. So for every reason you wrote in step one, I want you to ask yourself this question. Yes, but is this true? Or is this just a story I'm telling myself to justify why I'm feeling so out of balance? Hmm. Yeah, I know it might sting a little bit, but this is how we're going to rewrite our relationship with balance. We've got to be honest with ourselves. No one's judging. You're the only one who's going to see this. The more honest you are with yourself, the easier it is to define what balance looks like for you in the next step. So for every reason you wrote down in step one, just ask yourself, okay, but is this reason actually true? Or is this just something I might be telling myself to justify why I feel out of balance or why I don't have the results I want yet. Okay, so for the next step, you're going to set your timer again. And I want you just to imagine that you finally found balance. You found it. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Don't filter here. Be as descriptive as you can. Write whatever comes to mind. You've got to define what balance looks like for you. This is the most critical step. Really explore here. Write everything that pops into your head. When you imagine, what does balance look like and feel like for me? The more tangible you can be, the better. And then the fourth and final step is really simple. All that you have left to determine is the first step you need to take in order to cultivating more of that balance that you imagined for yourself in step three. That's it. When I did this, once I noticed my life felt out of, out of balance and I had let things get off track, I started envisioning what my balanced life would look like, what a balanced day would actually look and feel like. This was the key. And to give you a really concrete example, one of the things I thought of was, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to just ease into my day, to not feel like I had to jump into work right, at, right away, to just be able to sit there and drink my coffee and say my morning prayers and do my journaling and just all these things that I envisioned for myself that I would be able to get to in the morning. Whereas my reality at the time was I would literally hit the ground running in the morning and I would just go, go, go all day nonstop. So once I had that clarity that, gosh, it would feel a lot more balanced for me if I could just ease into my morning, then it became simple. Okay, now how do I make that happen? What do I need to do about it? What can I change? And so one of the things I came up with was to just spend the first hour of my day off of my phone. There really was no reason to go in and check my email and social media right away. In fact, every time I did, it wound up making me feel more anxious and more drained than I did when I woke up. And so I just decided to keep my phone on airplane mode for the first hour of my day. And it was amazing how much time that gave me back in my mornings. It was like night and day. All of a sudden, I was able to wake up in the morning and kiss my husband goodbye and wake my son up and recognize like, I've actually got some time to sit here and play with him and to just be silly and dance around in the mornings and sing silly songs and 
The other day we were making pancakes together. He's almost two and he was sitting there right on the bar stool next to me and I'm making pancakes and he's eating and we're just cutting up and having the best time. That is the power of getting clarity and defining what balance looks like for you because then it just becomes about asking yourself, okay, now how can I go about making this happen? So instead of focusing on what you don't want or what you don't have, you'll start to free up that energy to focus more on the things you wrote down in step three, the things you want to create in your balanced life. Because it all boils down to this. The secret to finding balance is to create it. That's the bottom line. Now look, thinking of balance in a totally new way like this may take some practice. You might notice times when you feel overwhelmed or stressed or something comes up in the course of your day to throw you off track. And when that happens, just take a deep breath and remember your definition of balance and ask yourself, okay, what's one step that I can take right now to achieve more of that. Forming new habits takes time, so be patient with yourself. Put your answers to your questions that we worked through today somewhere where you're going to see them every day to remind yourself what to look for. Put them on your mirror, put them on your nightstand, put a sticky note on your computer screen, whatever it takes to help reorient your energy from being focused on the balance that you don't have to focused on the balance that you are now choosing to create. And I promise you, when you shift your focus, you shift your energy. And guess what else shifts when you shift your energy and your focus? Your results. Because your mind will start to find evidence in your life of what you're focusing on. So tune that dial into the right station, okay? All right, my friend, you've got your marching orders. That is a wrap for today. I hope you've gotten some value out of what I've shared with you here today. And remember, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Growing a business is hard work. But here at The Effortless Life, we believe it doesn't have to be. We're a company on a mission to help enhance the quality of life for busy entrepreneurs everywhere. One of our superpowers is helping entrepreneurs like you who feel overworked get the systems and support in place in your business so that you can finally start scaling your company and bring your vision to life. So if you're tired of working yourself to the max and winding up in the same place as you did last year with nothing ever really changing, then wouldn't you agree it's time to learn how to build a business you run, not one that runs you? You don't have to work as hard as you think you do in order to get the results you want. It all boils down to how clear your business plan is, how clear your strategy is to achieve it, and how clear you are on your role as the visionary leader of your company. If you aren't clear on these things, I want to help. When you head to CourtneyElmer.com slash CEO, you can find out the dates and times for my next live virtual workshop where I'm going to walk you through the structure and the systems you need to have in your business so you can get out from under all that busy work and be free to do the things that you are good at. Now, these are by invite only. So if getting out of stuck mode and gaining real traction is something you want to do this year, then make sure you're on the list at CourtneyElmer.com slash CEO. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 